0: Hey there, Max.
1: Oh, hey Pierce. How's it going?
0: It's pretty okay.
1: I guess that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's let's start the show.
0: We are without uh, Sean. Um, I think that as we're recording this, he said he said that it's because he's pre gaming the Colts Broncos game. Is that yeah with, with, that, with that, Hard yeah, Mountain yeah, With Hard Mountain Dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that I think that that would have been more understandable for Philip Rivers' era colts football that's the peyton manning bowl yeah it is the peyton, <laughs> is that what they call that yeah i think i think it is now, horses, now v. horses um who who's the colts quarterback now i don't even know your old boy uh, your boy matt ryan oh yeah, that's ryan. right he is he is Matty old Ice. and then he is playing um he is winless uh yes russell wilson russell wilson who is uh, one of one of the lamer people um so i think i think with that uh we should absolutely not talk about sports and let sean tell us tell us about it later after he's full up on hard mountain dew and whatever concoctions probably mixed with red wine later in the evening um kevin you you brought something up. I think it was really a specific question for for max and i and and when you asked it, I think Max had a really good experience to tie it in so I will let you you have the floor to bring your query
2: so frequently when we talk or when we're talking before a podcast or have a podcast about performative meets, you all frequently talk about um, some different meets that you make we cook at home a lot but we mostly stick to chicken ground beef ground turkey you know some of the less fancy meats um whereas max was talking about cooking uh, a duck and one thing that's nice is that when we go to when i go to a restaurant and i see ribs on the menu or i see duck on the menu i'm like oh i never eat, i never eat that at home so that's seems like the way to go because you know if it's just like a chicken breast on the at the restaurant i can do that myself so i was just kind of wondering if you ever find that it's i don't don't know like not special to eat out or like if you still like to go for the duck breast or you know what have you
0: um i i i do want to start there because i think that that something is important in that from the start there are certain economic headwinds at the moment and and uh, I am someone who I will admit to try to get out ahead of them the other day. I was in Kroger and I saw that they had a, a I needed to buy flour, which I often do. And the flour that I prefer was on sale. And if you bought three or more bags, it was further on sale. The bags of flour are normally 1299. They were 899 and if I bought three or more, they were 699. So now I have 30 pounds of flour in my house, which is all to say, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. I am proud of that. But, but I think it's not, it's, it's not just about like, I think you can be, you can be frugal and, and thought conscious and still be a very adventurous person in the kitchen. Like I have a lot of chicken in my freezer right now for the same reason. I just, I just, there was a sale and I, and I stocked up, um, but it is it is, I think you're right. There is a difference between, you know, making food that is really enjoyable and is in is still good and and maybe even fun to make. I mean, I make really simple stuff in my walk all the time that is is fun and I could also get from from certain restaurants. But I think it's the approach where you start opening up cookbooks and you're like, no, this is gonna be something special and maybe I don't do it every night. And and does that take away from the experience when you have something similar at a restaurant and, and Max, I think you've kind of uh, dealt with this head on a lot of, of late, especially in the new place you are.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the the economics of it is important to note in the sense that like, I think anytime you eat out at a sit down restaurant, you're getting upcharged significantly on whatever you order. Um, So like that duck that's expensive at the grocery store is going to be even more expensive at the restaurant. Uh, but I do think there, yeah, there's definitely something, something to be said for, for like the joy of eating, eating out when you can, when you're getting something that you, for whatever reason, don't get at home. And so, you know, I think for us living in a, a, smaller city with less, um, fewer like sit down options, we've sort of reverted to cooking in more often, even for special occasions, uh, I found like specifically like steaks. We don't eat steaks very often, but when we do, I, I can make up really good steak at home. And even though that steak might be thirty dollars at the grocery store, it's going to be what sixty something at a at a nice restaurant. So like that's still economically like yeah sure we're still we're still spending on a fancy meal. We're not eating steaks every night, but th- it definitely makes it like less appealing um, to get those to get something like that in a restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. But then it reminded me that there's still plenty of things I don't eat at home, primarily uh, seafood because of uh, household allergies. Not that we couldn't, but like it just we just don't do it because it'd be for me. So I, I, you know, I really enjoy getting sushi out, for instance, and and that's the kind of thing where it's it's never even really interested me to attempt to make sushi at home. It's I'm just I leave it as like a that's a special thing to go out, and I really appreciate getting it out.
2: Yeah, I think that it's. For me, when you get upcharged, either way, it, it's like well, if I'm gonna get upcharged, I I'd rather it be like upcharged and and something special. So I, I guess I feel like I don't know how much of the reason I don't make things at home. I mean, Julia does like 99 percent of the cooking, but you know she could make ribs or we can make ribs together. But like we'd rather just have it be a special treat when we go out. And it's like yeah, we're being upcharged, but. We're paying more for probably better ribs than we can make at home, but also just the experience of, of eating of eating ribs. So I don't know if like outside of the seafood this has like eating out lost much of its luster. Like even if you go if you're visiting a different town and you go out somewhere and you go to like a nice restaurant.
1: Uh, short answer, yeah, I think so. I think a little bit. Um, I definitely consider myself an adventurous eater and I like to look especially at restaurants for things that are different either that I haven't had before or that I haven't had in a while um and yeah it's definitely like I don't know there's certain things that are just you know you go to a nice home home style Italian restaurant and like you can get chicken parm and it's still delicious like sure I can make good chicken parm at home but like it's still really nice to get that out but there are a lot of things where you know I'm like oh I could you know i can make better ribs at home i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get that um and the more you kind of feel that way the less exciting it is to for me at least to to eat out at a lot of restaurants but that only in, in a way it almost makes the times you do choose to eat out more special if you can find restaurants that kind of cater to that um like i know I'm, i'll be in seattle in a month and there's a really good Malaysian restaurant there that Pierce recommended. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Kadai Makan, I'm probably butchering the name, but like, I'm not going to, tr- I mean, we've, we've dabbled in making some Indian food here and homemade drunken noodles and Thai foods, but like, I'm not making homemade frog legs at home. So like there, I have to, I have to branch out further <laughs> to find things that, that kind of maybe give me that same, feeling i guess
0: yeah i know for for me i've been very so so if there's like a special occasion like i still i still will go out and that's that's a thing that we do in in my house um but i also do live in a big city where where there are a lot of different places to and enough where just this past weekend i went to a place that i really enjoy and part of the thing that is appealing you know kevin and, and where it gets into to I can't do that at home is just the the creativeness of, of the folks and I think I've mentioned this before and this is like this almost undersells what they do. The, the place that I went is in part known for, for having an appetizer that is fry bread, which is I, a lot of cultures do it. Uh, Native American cultures uh, is where I'm familiar with it. But they do it and they serve it with pepperoni butter. And you can take it home with you by the pint. And it is it is probably a really simple thing to put together, but someone had to think of that. Also, the place did um, they had a base, and this is another appetizer, they did a base of uh, sweet potato uh, mochi, And on top of it were sweetbreads, which I'm not going to explain what sweetbreads are here. If you know what they are, um, you'll know that that is something really you can only get at a restaurant. So I think that there is a confluence of like uh, there are things that I appreciate more because I know that I cannot or or don't want to do them at home. In part because the nice thing about a restaurant is you can say, oh, yeah, I could make I, I could make that dish at home. But like I don't. I don't want to do it. And and maybe I've done something similar before. And I have a greater appreciation for the people who have made it, um, who've been creative about it and are, are, are telling me, Hey, you should definitely try it. Yes, Max.
1: I, I think the creativity is a good thing. Cause like a, a good point to bring up. Cause as much as I like look online and I try to get inspired, like uh, sometimes you have ideas and like, I, I don't, obviously don't, I don't like spending money on, on, food I'm not going to eat. I really hate wasting food. Mm-hmm. So it can be difficult especially to try things before, you know, totally wild and crazy things. So it is still really exciting yeah to try things on restaurant menus that you're just like, "Oh, I've never even thought to to put that flavor profile together or something." And mm-hmm. they've done it and they've done it at scale, so I'm not, you know, ruining a, a bag of pepperoni and a a, a tub of butter <laughs> tub at, of at butter. home to end up with probably something that would like would not be good i mean i think when you know i i I remember a roommate i used to live with who had never really cooked before and he was getting into it and my advice to him was like just try stuff because you know if you can afford the food you can always order a pizza but that only goes so far you don't you know like yeah every once in a while throwing away a homemade meal because you ruined it is usually in the grand scheme of things like worth the the learning from it Mm -hmm. but (laughs) Well, that's... with expensive ingredients it's it becomes a lot uh harder. Like a bri- like I would love to make a brisket at home, but like a full-size brisket you're going to spend probably close to or more than $100. And granted it's a lot of meat, but I live with one other person. So if I mess up a $120 brisket, that's that's not that's not fun for anybody. Yeah, and I think that
2: for for me, part of the fear is that I don't want to get one of these expensive cuts of meat and then mess it up because, you know, on your first couple of tries, inevitably, you'll probably mess one up and you can't. And if it's really bad at a restaurant, I suppose you could, you know, ask for something else. But um, yeah, I think that that's part of it. So with, with the appetizers, I think that's a good point in that, you know, the, the different types of food that that I eat now is, is is much greater than it was before I moved in with Julia. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, so to get, when I'm looking at the menu, you know, usually when I'm looking at like the sides that come with the entree or whatever, those aren't anything like they used to be new things and now they're not. And I do kind of have to go to the appetizers to really get the experience, but it's more of just, again, like those, like the main part of the entree. Um, you know, again, like to just go back to the examples of the ribs, the duck breast are eating with me. I also have the, the fish situation. So it's it's nice to at least be able to quickly like narrow down my entrees just by like, oh, the, the, the I never eat that protein. And I think it's it's half like I don't want to mess up the, the meat at home and half of I like the specialness of getting yeah. it out.
1: And, and there's a moderation to it too. Like just because I've made duck a few times at home doesn't mean it's not still rare and special enough that if a if a restaurant has duck on the menu and it sounds good and creative, like I'm still going to lean in that direction over something, you know, like chicken or pasta or like one of the more basic dishes that quite frankly, we just have in our routine, like weekly routine. Because again, most of these are still, for, for lack of, like they're still special occasion meals. Maybe we find more excuses to make special occasion meals at home, but it's not like it's, Certainly not more than like once a week or two. Like, and even then, that probably not that often for, uh, especially like when we, when it sounds like we're, we're rooting into like kind of more rare or unique or expensive like proteins, which
0: is yeah, not a common thing I, I, for me. I also think a good example is, um, is pasta. So I think a lot of people make pasta dishes. Okay, well, maybe. Kevin maybe you're a bad example but I know that that you know you in the past and and probably still now like there are times where it's like hey I just want something that is filling and and comforting and some kind of pasta or pasta adjacent dish is what you're gonna do um there's a difference between that type of pasta dish and in one where it's like I've made a sauce that took a long time and maybe I made my own pasta which after you've done a few times making your own pasta is not particularly hard you just have to know how to do it but it is pain and that you know that learning process can be painful and frustrating and the difference between making pasta at home or or a, a fancy fancy dinner of some sort and kind of getting it wrong having to throw stuff away and going to a restaurant and being underwhelmed what i would say is like going to a restaurant if you've done your research and and you've heard recommendations from people it's hard to have like a really fully bad time at a restaurant like you will you will say well the drinks were good or i had a good appetizer or i'm really glad that i hung out with those friends and we could experience it together so it's like a and eh, now i know situation whereas if you do something at home and it doesn't go well that is going to simmer with you as a failure and it is going to make you unlikely to try to make that pasta dish again and that's something i've dealt with a lot and it's really frustrating and i'll deal with it and you know just last night something was being made in my house and like the uh, the timer for the oven went off and we forgot about it and so something was in there a little bit longer and then the sauce on the bottom of the pan started to get a little bit burnt and so the meal started off with we made something new we messed it up And it was totally fine but like that is the pressure of making something at home and you you don't get it the worst case in a restaurant is i feel like almost never as bad as a case that can happen a lot with when you're making something new when you put that pressure on yourself
2: yeah we were talking a bit about um bar food earlier and i think for for me that's actually become like more fun at times to go to than a fancy restaurant because like it's it may be good, it may be bad, but like it's I mean I guess so there's like super fancy sure, like that's always gonna be awesome. But like in terms of just I guess on a mid tier steakhouse or something versus like a bar food. Like the mid tier steakhouse can disappoint. The bar food, like it can, but it probably won't. Like it's still just really tasty fried food and it's not that expensive. I mean, think
1: getting, about it. Getting tenders and fries, like yeah,
0: that's yeah. I, think I don't that, make those at home. That right. that is that is a perfect example. Like chicken tenders and fries. There's there's a place not very far from us that has I've had chicken finger fingers. I, I'm an American. I You know, I've lived in the suburbs. Like, I, I know chicken fingers. It has some of the best chicken fingers i ever had. Chicken fingers and fries, do you know how hard it is to figure out how to get that right? To, you know, the temperature of the oil and the size of the chicken and the breading or, or you know, however you get your fries to, to be ready to go and everything. That is really hard to get right. But you go to a, a bar and, I mean the chances that you are underwhelmed by the fries and chicken fingers it's really low because the worst case you're like eh these could be a little bit better but the sauce is really good or i'm yeah. drinking frosty beverages Correct. with it like that well, is a good example of something that's great and you don't do it at home yeah
2: and if you do it at home you have to deal with you have to you're witnessing the all the oil and stuff that's going into the <laughs> sauce that you don't have to really witness when you get that out out, 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 out of place
1: there's also like there's an equipment factor there too, right? Like most people don't have a deep fryer in their home.
2: And, no. and if they, they do, can... it's not like ready to go, you know. You yeah, to, like... and
1: I guess you could may- probably fill like a pot or Dutch oven with some kind of oil and you could go through the process, but like there's an equipment factor there too. Like, um even like pizza. Like we we sometimes make pizza at home. I like the pizza we make at home, but it's not it's not the same finished product as like a like a fresh out of the pizza oven pizza place pizza Mm -hmm. so like that's the kind of thing where like our pizza at home like it's still delicious uh it doesn't but it doesn't take away from the like a really good like really hot brick oven pizza place because it's we're not gonna we don't have that at home Mm -hmm. um and even the same with like you know i've I've, you know dabbled in smoking meats and i like smoking a, a duck but like i don't have aaron franklin's massive smoke pit um so i think the equipment plays there too with certain things that that take either special equipment or extra space to to prepare um
2: yeah
0: i I mean i think it's like just like anything else the more exposure you have and the the better you understand um the thing the better you're able to put a value on you know what I don't really want to make pizza tonight. It's it's worth it for me to pay, well, whatever. I feel like food out. It will be forty dollars, especially if there are two people. It will be forty dollars. Um, just go get pizza from from Mellow Mushroom. Like that. That's with me. Like I have figured out some ways to make pizza, and it makes me happy, and it is good. But I have to buy all those ingredients. I have to make sure I have the right tomatoes. I have to turn on the grill because I make it on the grill. I have to have made pizza dough or like get it out of the freezer. Or I could just use those ingredients if I already have them for something else and just go buy a pizza and support a a local business.
2: You you could get a two thousand dollar pizza oven. I could.
0: Or or roomy or whatever. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not. I thought they were like
1: a little over a thousand. not that that's any better
0: i I think that i i happen to know how much they cost yeah it's on the registry that's why yeah yeah, uh, i believe it's (laughs) i believe it's about i believe it's about six hundred dollars and if it's more than that then it shouldn't be on there but that's that is beside the point but it is again you understand the more exposure you have to like what it takes for this thing to get on your table Mm -hmm. um the better able you are to understand the value whereas like max your point if you have a hot stove and a hot oven and a nice pan and and access to a butcher or a really good grocery store, you can make a steak that is at least as good as a steakhouse. And, and maybe you lose out on being waited on in like some of the things and creativity is wrong. Steakhouses, like the way you're talking about it, it's, the creativity is not their jam and that's fine. But um, you know the value of that and, and your time. Um, yeah. I, I do think, Kevin, I think one detractor from, from cooking at home, and we talked about it a little bit before, is uh, and maybe part of it is, is where someone lives to and the availability of places. If you do have a special occasion and your options are limited or you live in a place where reser- restaurant reservation culture is... Uh, oppressive in that you can never make a reservation anywhere Um, if you know that you can cook something good at home and have a good experience then I think you get a little impatient and whereas other places like no I will wait because I really want to have my special dinner at this um, Italian restaurant you will you know you might wait on it but if you are good at cooking at home you may be like nah I'm just going to do it myself that frustrates me
2: yeah, I mean, it, it. A lot of it just depends on what you're, what you're kind of doing at home. So, like for us, one thing that we'll do is frequently with pizza. So with with gluten free, you know, you it's kind of hit or miss with pizza places that are that are gluten free. But we found us we can just get like a frozen pizza, but then just buy really like premium toppings, like really nice sausage and pepperoni and other stuff, and like that makes the pizza like pretty good for a frozen pizza, but. I, so you know i think it's it's kind of a lot of it's what to do with you know what you're eating at at home and it's kind of it's a form of lifestyle creep but i feel like it's not necessarily economic induced rather than like well uh, i can't go out to eat every day because there's not enough restaurants to satisfy me so you know i um you know want to be more adventurous at home and but then it, you know it makes it harder to be impressed when when you go out and i also like wonder with with like you Pierce one thing that you've always had is you've always had nice daily coffee whereas for me i kind of like save the nice coffee for the weekends and do the pre-ground dunkin donuts strip coffee <laughs> during the week and so <laughs> i always i don't know whether to like be envious of you or to pity you because i don't know it feels like it's when I do have nice coffee, it's like such a great experience.
0: Um yeah, I mean that's that's a whole that that's a whole other thing. Separate and topic. That's a separate topic. Sean sent me something about it recently. Some of the um some of the inflation at coffee shops right now. I, I don't get introduced to it that much because I don't go out for coffee, but I have had occasion to view it recently and that's a tough it's a tough business but oh man
1: <laughs> well, b- bags of coffee have have gone ba- double yeah, the price yes. over what feels like a cup a year or two
0: yeah i mean it depends it depends on the coffee you're buying um i highly recommend that if for anybody out there if you find a place you like see if you can uh be part of their subscription usually you will save some money and um you're then you're supporting them every month if you like them uh Yes, Max.
1: Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that there's a couple other things we didn't mention around like the things about eating out that can be really special that you may or may not be doing at home. Like obviously the, the the main course is important, but there's also like if if you're at a restaurant and you have the a big enough group to split like you can try more things. Yeah. Um you can try more appetizers. There's things like desserts where I love being able to get like a slice of weird cake or pie at a restaurant, but Mm -hmm. to do that at home. Yeah, sure. I could try to make some weird cake, but I'm making an entire cake. Like there's a, there's a scale factor there too. Um, And then also to tie it all into drinking, like we don't really drink a lot of cocktails at home. Um, So it kind of, I see it the same way where like when I go to a restaurant and see a cocktail on the menu that like, realistically would not be hard to make at home, but it still just like sounds, it's like, oh, those are three ingredients that I wouldn't have thought to put together. Like I get a lot of joy in, in trying cocktails in that sense. And, and a lot of that goes back to the creativity Pierce mentioned, but it's like just being able to try different things. Like the restaurant opens you up to the whole menu. And, and what, we've, what we've often, um, I realized that, I don't know why it took me the whole podcast to get to this point, but I realized that what we've been doing recently at restaurants is Bridget and I will just split four appetizers or something instead of getting any entrees because we find that it's where we can just try more things that interest us um whereas maybe it's because the entrees are uh um not as exciting as they used to be
2: and i'm sure the restaurant gladly takes your credit card and loves all the profits they get from it yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I don't think they seem to mind either way. I think the app, a lot of places it seems more affordable to get the apps than the entrees, but depends on the place. I, I and there's some some places the apps are like real small, so
2: it's yeah. like right. Uh, yeah, it's a place by place basis. But yeah, yeah. I, I think that's
0: that's a good view. But um, yeah, I I mean I think it's ultimately I think it's really good to um, go out and support restaurants that are local and are are trying that creativity so i'll continue to do that um and i also do really appreciate the self-sufficiency of being like i can i can make dinner functionally practically i can also enhance it and do a special dinner and we didn't even talk about this but that makes it really cool to entertain or to bring stuff to people's house when you know that there are and i failed in this before and that's the worst failure when you bring something and it doesn't go right but if you have a go-to and you can bring it to people and it can make them happy and enhance the situation because you have you know learned to make something special in your kitchen um I, i think that's that's like the, one of one of the best feelings. That's 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 where you are to, to you know. Let me pull over the the soapbox over here. Um, that's that's like an occasion where you actually feel connected to your work product, and you can share your work product and see people enjoying it and enjoy it yourself. And the fullness of that um, satisfaction. It's not it's not completely self serving because you are part of a group enjoying something. I think that's really great. And if nothing else, I think it is worth striving for that in the kitchen or if you're a woodworker or if you're someone who helps people, if you're good at uh, gardening or something, whatever it is, like being connected to something that you make and can share with others, I think is really great. And I mean, I know hashtag content and we can all be content creators, but there's a difference between that content and the kind we've been talking about. i'll I'll put the soapbox away now yeah that's good yeah
1: let's just (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah well if uh if you wanna if you wanna get in touch with us and let us know why or why not you you still get excited about food dishes um at restaurants that you regularly make at home maybe we've missed something maybe it's all in the sauce um let us know uh until then um it's time for everyone's favorite part of the pod. Pierce is sorry. Uh, what do you have for us this week?
0: Pierce? So this one is is definitely, uh, I guess, kitchen gastronomy related, um, and is is self serving. Um, but uh, so I have I have occasion coming up where over the last few months I have been thinking critically about my credit card points and and how to maximize those because I am. I am a millennial and a, a modern man who cares about that stuff in the shallow ways that one does. Um, and uh, I, I hurt my household in a way, um, and I realized it right afterwards and, and apologized. But here I apologize again because I had occasion to, to buy some wine that had to be shipped to me. And I bought a good amount of wine and in the course of doing that when i spent money on it i used one of my credit cards what i did not realize until after i was charged and everything else because this was a new place um, i realized that those many numbers of points that i could have gotten would have been enhanced had i only realized that i was ordering for something from a wine store that's under the food and drink category so after spending a large amount of money on wine that was shipped to my house I still had the wine and that's good, but uh, I jobbed my household out of some, some very important points because I did not do my research and that's all to tell you, um, you know, <laughs> don't, don't be shipping wine. If you're, if you're, if you're not ready for all the repercussions. So, um, you know, whenever I have I, it, I'm sure it'll be good, but it could have been sweeter.
1: I, I only drink nice wine at restaurants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, only, only not a, not a joke. That's I mean, <laughs> the,
2: the worst well, thing. The worst well, thing. I was like, the, like wine's the last, the last thing I get. At restaurants now that but it's so expensive. Yeah, I mean,
0: nah, that's a good point. Uh, the, the thing too is, uh, you know, we all used to get large format uh, beer and could drink it together, and so there was reason to get that all the time, and now. Uh, I never get that anymore and I don't know that I miss it because if I got it, what am I gonna do with it? am i yeah. gonna drink it by myself. And you mentioned
1: is... large format, and for a second, I thought you meant like a thirty rack. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, listeners, he, he's talking about like those twenty ounce bomber glass bottles, especially yeah. the ones that are like you know a fourteen percent bourbon barrel aged stout or something. Yeah, which, we, yeah we didn't. What, what are you gonna do with that? We,
0: we didn't. We didn't. cork
1: it and drink it over the the three weekends. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't
0: grow out of it. We didn't come become more mature. We just don't live as close to one another so can't t- so like it we're we're smart enough shoppers that we don't do it but anyways do we, do we have a big idea from from pop culture this week
2: yeah i got one okay. so previously i i've shared this this character named brian david gilbert he uh used to work for polygon and did oh, yeah. very very funny videos about video games Uh, He, I guess, realized that he could make a lot more money if he just made YouTube videos on his own channel. So he left Polygon and um, has delved into various realms of strange music videos and and psychological horror. Um, His newest, um, you know, blends all these kind of together. And it's a basically a 30 minute explanation video about um, health insurance in the u.s oh. and it is you or know if again I... like it, it's very informative and very funny and you know as people in the comments like to say it's also still some kind of psychological horror yes so um if you aren't sure how the how health insurance works and all the different you know things behind it um which would so be very understandable American? <laughs> yeah, which would be very understandable then um this is a very entertaining way to spend 30 minutes and learn most of what you would what you need to know so brian david gilbert health insurance should get you there on youtube
0: yeah you know i wish everyone the best of health um not just because it's good to be healthy but also because you don't want to get familiar with the health insurance industry in america if you don't have to um he does
2: call out he does call out the the website fear so
0: oh well uh, i i i am no longer associated with that website though um coming up right on nine years since the the fateful day that i began working on it but anyways that's neither here nor there um max i think we're i think we're done for the day
1: yeah we are
0: you ready for... Uh, you ready for... Uh, you want to take us out to the Colts-Broncos?
1: Uh, sure, yeah. Check us out. Thursday Night Football Colts-Broncos only on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the pod. Uh, you know, tell your friends, tell your listeners. Um, check us out on the internet. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back again next week to talk about something else, hopefully with Sean included and full of... Hard Mountain Dew and Hot Takes. Um <laughs> until then, I'm Max.
0: I'm pierce I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Bye.